Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Have you been thinking about starting your own podcast, but just not sure where to start? Well, look no further because Anchor has you covered. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast and gives you everything you need in one place with ease of access from your phone or your computer. With awesome creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds amazing. But the best part, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. That means stations like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. All while easily making money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app. Or go to anchor.fm to get started. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of 266 Gaming. It is I, your host, Itachi266. And I have with me today my co-host, BurnX23. Burn, say what is up to everybody. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Hopefully we have a good constructive podcast for everybody to enjoy today. Heck yeah, he is absolutely right. We do definitely have a jam pack podcast. But before we get into the podcast, I need to have a bitch fest moment for everybody here. I already told Burn I was going to talk. <laughs> I already told Burn I was going to talk about it, but it's really been bugging me. I feel like something needs to be said about it, and, and the world needs to become aware of it. And I'm talking about Call of Duty, Black Ops Four, campers. I am so sick. I we just had a match a couple days ago, and when I say like almost every match, there was like. I'd say at least two to three people per team that would just camp corners. Now, before anybody goes on and goes, camping is an actual strategy. Uh, yeah. If you're playing camping with like, a self-machine gun, is not an actual strategy. Thank though. you. Or if you're <laughs> if you're playing like, you know, team deathmatch and hardcore deathmatch, it's not a viable strategy. If you're doing like domination or matches that are intentionally made for territory control, then by all means, camp away. Heck, if you're doing a battle royal, camp away. But if your whole purpose is because you're too scared to go out and have the legitimate gunfight in a mode that is for that. So you can't go, well, you can't, you shouldn't, you know, if you run out there and get shot, that's why they made it a team deathmatch. The whole point is to run out there and rack up kills and get shot. If you're just going to sit in a corner the whole time, it's, it's, and the thing is, you can't say that you're not a camper. If I kill you, because I'm a camper killer. I pride myself on this. Once I find out you camp, I make it my business to hunt you down. And then I steal your spot. And and this is how I know you're campers. Because they always come back to their same exact spot. And I kill them over 
and over and over and over. And it's funny because before I used to, I did that to someone and they messaged me about camping, even though I killed them out of their camping spot. So <laughs> I just had to get that out of there. If you guys know exactly what I'm talking about, you know, just, just, just send me a tweet. Or if you're a camper, I would love to hear your reason on why you feel camping is, is a viable strategy. It's like, if I go into a different game mode, like I said, domination or something, then I don't say anything about it. But in like hardcore team deathmatch, that is just the most frustrating thing. Also, aimbots is a thing on console. It's not a conspiracy. I am 99% sure aimbots is a thing on console. One, I mean, I, there's YouTube videos, but, but I swear I've come across people who like, Halo hop 360 spin no sniper now if there's a sniper I might give him credit but if they like automatic rifle headshot me mind you I've shot this person like two three times in like the neck and they still just turn around and one shot me so you cannot say it's not a thing I just had to get that out there it's been irking my nerves and now I'm just made it no yeah, it's it's grinds his gears grinds the shit out of my gears it just I had to get that out of there anyway now that I got Ready? that off my chest, I do. I feel absolutely. Did you get it out of your tum tum? I got it out of my tum tum. I feel a whole lot lighter. I mean, I'm gonna get hate, but who cares? I don't care. I feel better about myself. Moving on to some fun topics that everybody can smile and enjoy about. One of the big topics of today is, well, Comic Con just happened, so a lot of big reveals came out, and one of the and I would say MCU definitely made a big highlight because they have gone into detail about their phase four. So we're going to be breaking down some stuff in the phase four, just just kind of giving an opinionated feel about things and the direction Disney is going. Uh, and yeah, I'm kind of excited for their lineup, but I also have a little bit of my concerns, but we'll get into that. So to kick things off. Disney will be officially launching their stream service November of this year. If you guys haven't been following along, if you were watching the Marvel shows on Netflix and you haven't been keeping up or you've been living under a rock, Netflix uh, has lost all the Marvel shows. So they're still there. They are sitting around collecting ah, dust, <laughs> digital they're dust. They're selling the costumes of all the shows. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I just want to play Boys to Men now. Yeah, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be a. If I could actually get a sound effect and do that without getting like sued, I probably would play, play Boys to Men. But if you haven't finished any of the seasons, you've got, I believe, until Disney launches their stream service to catch up, finish it off. I wouldn't hold my breath for them to get picked right back up. I'm pretty sure they're still in negotiations, but the reason I say don't hold your breath is because Netflix was able to hold those kind of shows uh, and the the Defenders, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, because one, they were the mature Marvel shows. They were way more gritty, way more violent. And we're not entirely sure how Disney Plus is going to handle if they handled those kind of shows. I mean, it's carrying the Disney name. It's kind of hard to picture a show like Daredevil the way it was already done on a streaming service literally named Disney. It's kind of, I mean, Disney just had one of the, what, Jedi Fallen Order? They just literally sent that back because they felt that it was too violent. <laughs> dismemberment. Like, dismemberment. I mean, it's a lightsaber. Anybody who knows Star Wars lore and 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 how lightsabers are. I mean, even in the movies, people's arms got chopped off. 
that's the thing. And they did it with no blood. No blood. So that's why Anakin has no legs. That's why he has no legs and no arm. <laughs> and it was fine. It was fine. And I know people like raised eyebrows about, you know, when Revenge of the Sith came out. They were like, well, that was gritty. It's like, yeah, it was also the first PG-13 Star Wars. I mean... How do you think he became charcoal? Like, what, what, what you thought they were just going to do it off screen and people would have been complaining about. But anyway, all that aside, uh, I would say enjoy it. Don't hold your breath for it to get picked back up. If anything, reboot it and maybe a lighter mode of it. But with further, without further ado, I am actually going to rattle off a list here of the things that have been announced for phase four and burn if i miss something feel free to interject throw it in or you know throw in your your two cents here uh the black widow solo film is slated for may 1st 2020 um with the main villain being taskmaster also uh david harbour i didn't know this david harbour is actually going to be in it um if you don't know who david harbour is but if you watch stranger things he's the police chief um, he's actually been making his way his way around with the uh, sci-fi and comics lately, so that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, we also have Hawkeye, Loki, which there's some funny things about the <laughs> the Loki about that the graphic artist teams have apparently their their new logo for Loki has been getting memed a lot. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, Black Panther Two, Captain Marvel Two, Falcon and Winter Soldiers coming out fall of 2020. The Eternals is supposed to be November 6th of 2020 and WandaVision spring 2021. Now, I got something I, I know me personally. I got questions about the WandaVision thing. I can explain. OK, take it away, because I think you already know what my questions are going to be. And I'm pretty sure some of the listeners have the same questions. So in that list, one of the very subject matters that he didn't touch on is the fact that Doctor Strange 2 into the multiverse of madness yeah into the multiverse of madness where Wanda is supposed to be a main character also it's hinted that Wanda is going to learn magic from Strange which Wanda is technically sort of a magician while being part of the high evolutionary chain at some point when she actually learns to control her powers she learns chaos magic Tent is how they're looking at it is right after the multiverse movie insinuating that Wanda might have went into the multiverse and pulled a vision out before so and it's, it's really good that he brought up the the Doctor Strange because that's that's also on the list. that's slated for May 7th 2021 um, and if you have seen uh, if you if you have seen Spider-Man, the, the latest Spider-Man Far From Home, they indirectly, teasingly hint to the multiverse uh, in the movie. Uh, hopefully you've seen it, but just something to look out for if you haven't seen it. It is indirectly teased to, and uh, especially now that uh, the X-Men can technically be brought into the mcu this is the perfect opportunity for it so dr strange multiverse of madness might be the way that they can kind of merge these two worlds together finally in in the universe which also a lot of the things that i listed and i know with the uh 
most mostly everybody knows, but for those of you that don't know, only a handful, and by handful, I mean you could probably count them on one hand, only a handful of the titles listed so far are actually going to be movies. In theaters. Yeah. Black Widow is going to be in theaters. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is going to be in theaters. Black Panther, Captain Marvel, uh, and Thor, uh, what is it, Love and Thunder? And, right. and of course, Dr. Strange. So six, so six, so two hands. But so six of them are going to be in theaters, but a majority of the rest are going to be directly to the Disney Plus streaming service. Um, and also, it, it, that's kind of, oh, and I forgot to mention the What If. What If is also going to be on the Disney Plus. Now for literally the titles should kind of explain what it is, but the What If is exactly that. I think they want to, they want to play on like, what if uh, Peggy had taken up the mantle of Captain America instead and pretty much basing it off of comics? And that seems like where a lot of the Disney Plus shows are getting their fuel from, which is perfect because I did a little more digging into the Thor Love and Thunder, and it seems like they are going to pull their inspiration from the comic. So maybe they're going to say that the Ether gave... Uh, gave Jane cancer? Maybe? Maybe. Maybe. We don't know how it's going to play out yet, though. We don't. Because initially, they'd say, hey, I don't want involvement anymore with this. And Thor 3, after Thor in the Dark World, she wasn't involved with any of the movies. But something changed her mind. The running joke is money. Yeah. No. Being told you get to play House like Jane Foster as Thor mm-hmm. for some people, and right now, I, and <clears throat> I'm not I'm not saying that it is her drive, but maybe because comic book movies are still steadily on the climb. They're they're a thing now, and everybody is well aware of it. And so many big name actors, a listers, want to be in these in these Marvel movies, Marvel TV shows. So if you turn that opportunity down, most people are going to look at you like, okay, you're a little crazy. Why would you turn down being in a Marvel movie? So maybe she had the opportunity because she's already played Jane more than once. And when they, when somebody finally came, probably came like, hey, we're going to open up negotiations. She probably was like, you know what? I'm not going to goof this up. <laughs> Marvel, Marvel's take it off. Uh, like you said, maybe it's like she saw cha-ching. That's money. Let me, you know, let me put my, let me swallow my pride pill real quick and uh, put that Jane Foster mantle back on it. And, you know, becoming Thor, that's like a contract. She'll be set. So who knows? I'm hoping that it's because she wanted to be Jane Foster. But like, like everybody knows, there was that fallout with her and Marvel a few years ago. So it'll be interesting to see or hear, uh, you know, what it really came down to and, and see her portrayal of Thor. I've not really known her to be an actiony type of actress. Uh, her first movie? What are you talking about? I've never seen her first movie. I'm just, one of my favorite movies of all time. I can't remember. I mean, she literally played a thirteen-year-old hit. Oh, with uh, what's his name? The uh, the French actor, right? Correct. But she was a kid. 
And she like grew out of it because then she did what like Black Swan or something like that. Stop. Black Swan was still amazing. <laughs> but it but, wasn't an action thing. Like Thor is like action. He did V for Vendetta. Okay. And she really, for the most part, was locked in a prison cell before she actually got out to be able to do anything. That once again, the action was not her. She was, all I'm saying is, can she play she's in distress? Yes. Now I'm not denying her her roles. I'm not. I'm just saying for her to literally be taking up the mantle of Thor. There's there's going to be like you know like she's she's literally going to be swinging this hammer around she's thor there's a level of action like i must admit like even with uh gwyneth paltrow popping in at the at the end end game i was like okay all right i mean like if she can keep like that momentum going like if she can establish it from day one boom i am thor and just take it and run with it i mean like not just because it's like okay and this this is probably gonna get so much like so much backlash but i'm just saying it's like look she's gotta do the role justice is what i'm saying she's gotta do the role justice she's gotta drop being jane and pick up being four i mean i don't see her having a problem with that she's a very versatile actress i guess we'll see i'll give her the benefit of the doubt i give everybody the benefit of the doubt I was that person that when they found when Ben Affleck was picking up Batman and everyone was like, uh, I was like, well, who knows? I mean, the bar isn't super duper high. So like, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, cause everyone was basing it off of like when he did Daredevil, when he didn't want to be Daredevil, he didn't want to be Daredevil. This is true. He, he did wanted, not. He wanted to be Bullseye. He wanted to be the villain. I feel he could have done well with that. But, you know, they were like, oh, you know, Ben Affleck, no, he's got to be the hero. And, and you know, however that went. So, like I say, I'm just, you know, because she walked away from the table before. So I am a little bit like, eh, on the fence about it. Because, like I say, we don't know what her true reason for coming back is. But I guess we'll see what happens when it, in it when that time comes. Uh, so, hope here's hoping that Thor Love and Thunder does it well. But as for the rest of the shows, what my question, and this is this is just me wondering personally, um, because they don't have an anchor film like the Avengers mentioned, I don't know maybe if it's in secret operation or if they just don't plan on doing one, but they don't have an anchor film like the Avengers. They're entering Man. but they're entering a a they're entering kind of like what DC has already been doing for a while. And I feel like the roles are kind of reversing in a weird way because DC's tried to step their toe into the movie universe and it didn't, it didn't work out. And I've got my own ideas on, on both reasons for that. I'm not even going to get burned started <laughs> on that. Yeah. I'm going to leave that alone. But DC tried to step their toe in and it was just like, ah, uh-uh, nope not working we had a few successes but their their universe is just kind of like all over the place and it and, and, and it hasn't gained traction but their shows have an established universe 
have an established multiverse. They already have this established thing. And the other thing is it's on normal broadcast television. So it's accessible to everyone already. Um, and it's been going for a few years, kind of like how, you know, with the MCU, the MCU was in, you know, in theaters and it seems like the MCU, and I'm not saying it's the, the, the ploy behind it, but if you really think about it, the MCU is watch, is pay to watch. Like everything MCU is, has been pay to watch where not everything yeah. DC has been paid to watch. The movies have been paid to watch, but the shows, you can just turn on your TV and watch them as long as you know when it comes on. But Marvel has literally be become pay to watch. And I feel that does affect production quality. I would explain outcome. that to people though. Yeah, I feel that affects production quality and why there's such a big difference between the outcome of DC's movies and shows and Marvel's movies in general, because if everything's pay to watch, then yes, Marvel with the backing of Disney can hire these big A-list actors because almost everybody under the sun is appearing or will appear in a Marvel movie. And, and these actors and actresses, they're not cheap. They are not cheap. And I mean, you're you're bringing in like with the WandaVision Falcon and Winter Soldier, you're bringing in the actors that played in the MCU movies and they're still playing their same roles. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're not taking a pay drop, not after they got those paychecks from before. And this is an elongated, you know, series. We don't know how many seasons that they have mapped out for each of these shows. So what I'm wondering is, uh, do you feel that there would might do you think there's going to be a mad rush for the Disney Plus service? Because you already got all... Everything is going streaming. Everything's like... You got Hulu, Crackle, Netflix, Voodoo. You got all these services that you, you, you pay for. And then Disney comes in and it's like, Hey, we've got a service now. And it's like, okay, you know, what's one more, right? But do you... Here's what I personally feel. Okay. People will mad dash to that. And the reason why it has nothing to do with the MCU. Granted, some people, that's going to be their reason. That's going to be like that big catch-all reason. Only way I can get with Phase 4 and understand all of Phase 4 in its entirety is I need to get Disney+. Plus. The reason I think Disney+, Plus is going to be this huge success, amount of individuals that just want to go back and watch all their old favorite Disney movies. With the Disney+, Plus plan, they're going to give you every one of our old movies that we've had in rotation in some way, shape, or form on our platform, right? So for those people that are like, oh, I really want to watch Fantasia, you have Fantasia. For those people that are like, I really want to watch Bambi, here you go, here's Bambi. Yeah, if you want to cry your you eyes out. <laughs> hey, everybody has a thing. Okay, so with, with them stepping into the TV universe, and this is me doing my personal comparison, DC has been crunching out some bomb-ass animated movies over the years, making up for their live-action ones and keeping them in the game pretty thus far along with their, you know, amazing comics. With Marvel stepping into that same element, and, and this is the one thing I'm worried about. When Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came out, there was people who watched Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., 
but hadn't even seen like half the movies and the movies affected the things in the show but it wasn't vice versa so people watching the show kind of were like getting spoilers quote unquote without having seen the movie so they were missing out on things where the DC movies and the DC shows don't connect whatsoever and it keeps people happy because people can watch the show and know everything that's going on never be lost confused and go watch a movie and nothing's ruined about their show nothing of the two don't coincide and like I said with the ease of access they you know when they do their crossovers you got everything boom right there easy day do you think Marvel is going to try to do that that same thing now their movies like I said affect their shows so that's a lot of ground they're going to be trying to cover there and especially open up to the multiverse I feel like it could get real messy really really fast because you got all these shows and then the movies affecting these shows and what what's going to happen to the people that just never go to the movie because I'm pretty sure there's going to be people that are going to watch it and start watching these series out of curiosity because like you said they're going to go like oh I can watch all my old Disney movies and then someone goes well you should check out the Marvel stuff and they start checking it and then episodes go oh Jane dropped the hammer on this guy's head and now he got superpowers and people are going to be like wait what well, when did that happen what, what episode was that oh no you didn't see the movie no I feel like some people though heavily invested so they might be okay hey I'm just going to watch the show and call it a day or what could be the other gamble this could be your capitalism working at its finest right yeah. intrigued by this one subject and they go out and invest everything else, right? They go back, they watch Iron Man, they watch phase one through three from beginning to end, then they go watch all the movies in phase four. That's a possibility that could happen and that could possibly be one of the things they're thinking of. Then on top of that, with that streaming service, it's true that they said they were gonna put all of the Marvel movies on that streaming service having people eat out of the palm of their hands at this point because they're going to end up either A, heavily invested, still shelling out money because somebody in the household is heavily invested. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you 100%. People are going to flock to it um, without a doubt. Disney knows it. Everybody knows it. Uh, it's it's going to happen. It's going to be a thing. They're not going to be hurting for an audience under any means for parents this is going to be perfect because all their kids favorite disney movies are going to be in one place uh for the parents that have been tracking the mcu all their movies and shows are going to be in one place it's going to be fine it's going to be great i'm just wondering the level that that these shows are going to hit uh like i said because you got jessica jones you had the defenders netflix has established a universe and established a bar for those particular shows i personally don't think disney is going to go back to that so are they do you are they do you think they're just going to abandon those projects or are they just going to try to water it down because i feel those shows were living up to their comic book counterparts and some just aren't meant to be watered down and they were doing it justice uh as it was and i just can't personally see disney you know going that far on their on their shows now 
maybe they'll test the waters and once the service has been out for a couple of years they might have like uh you know disney plus adults or, or something i don't know but i i just feel like they're going to be shooting themselves in the foot at the same time because they're so focused on not always keeping up with how the comic books do things and yeah the comic books can get gritty sometimes but not all of that has to be portrayed on the screen big or small but at the same time you don't want to derive too much from the core element because then it loses something it it loses something because sometimes you need that to for the the seriousness of the story to come across sometimes you need that gritty so you realize what's at stake and I just feel that Disney's just going to be trying to play it a little too safe with some of their shows and that might that might hurt them because even though DC's got their broadcast they still try and walk that fine line as close as they can to hit the grittiness um, while still being able to be you know I guess somewhat accessible to everybody, but I can still feel the stakes when I watch their their shows. I'm like, okay, you know, this is this is where it's at. I just don't see off the big screen Disney quite doing that. Like, what? what how do you, how do you feel they're going to approach it? Like, because Disney's the name that's attached to everything. It's not like you know, I could see if they did like Marvel Plus. Like if they had Disney and then like as a sub channel Marvel Plus, and then you know you do like an age bracket, so there's like access to shows. But if everything's under the name Disney, then yeah, they're gonna be like chop and chop and chop and chop and chop it. Like nah, you can't do this, can't do this, can't do this, can't do this. But I feel like Disney should have like a subsection and just call it like Marvel Plus. This is the part I'm not 100 sure on because. Disney did say, well, Marvel did say they're trying to incorporate the Marvel Knights. For those of you that don't know who the Marvel Knights are, that includes Blade, which they are making the movie for Blade. Oh, yeah. Knight, you have, get this messed up, Punisher, Shang-Chi, right? Shang-Chi will be, I don't know if it's a show or a movie coming out on Disney+. Plus. But they're going to be pretty gritty. Um, just the Punisher, that's definitely going to be gritty. Yeah. You also have... There's not much you can tone down in Blade. I don't even think it's possible to tone down Blade. I mean... I mean, it's possible. You saw it in the Spider-Man cartoon back in the 90s, but... <laughs> yeah, but exactly. But that's because it was the Spider-Man cartoon. You can tone down a violent character. I mean, they toned down Punisher in the Spider-Man and in the X-Men because it wasn't their show. So you can tone down that character when they're outside of their element. But to tone them down in their element, what they're known for, that's like... That's like... I mean, you toning down vampires, that's... I I might as well watch Twilight if you want to tone down vampire slaying and, and vampires in general. That. <laughs> like like Blade is a violent cartoon. There's there's just nothing, you know, there's no way to, to really get around that. Right. And one of the reasons they had the hardest time with, with, with Deadpool 
Deadpool's a violent character. He's 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 a gritty, violent character. And they were, you know, they beat around the bush for that for years until Ryan Reynolds was like, you know what? I got it. I got it. I'll I'll do it. It's true. And then they were like, oh, okay. And look how well it did. Because they he didn't let it get watered down. He didn't let it get it taken out of its element. I feel, you know, that's the only concern I have about the Disney streaming service is how much they're going to water down certain characters. If they just don't bring them back, that might be the safest play. Or have them as like, you know, special pop-up characters to help in another, you know, another character show. That might work. Uh, but to probably make a full show based around those characters just to water them down, yeah, I don't, I don't see that being a, a great idea. But you know, they've got the Disney's got the big checks there, and they they know where they're driving this ship, and everything's already plan- apparently laid out. You know, they've got the blueprint, so I guess we will find out starting uh, next year. Yeah, a lot of these shows they start dropping out next year so here's hoping here's hoping i must admit i'm a little excited i probably will pay for the disney plus just so i can keep up because i'm like i said i don't know if they're gonna have it where now the tv shows can affect the movies and well we already know their movies affect the tv shows so i'm just wondering if they'll do vice versa to you know broaden their audience where like more people will go oh well you know maybe i should go see both like i say it's it's pay to watch but it's enjoyable so that's all I got about that. Unless you got something else you want to bring up about it, uh, Burn. So for everybody that is super upset about the Blade announcement, Wesley Snipes himself has reassured. Okay, damn it, let me not butcher his name. <laughs> he's, I was like, uh, every time, Marishala Ali, because he's a phenomenal actor. And he reached this out. This is Wesley Snipes today saying. And, he, and 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 uh, Ali reached out to Marvel. He called them up and said he was interested in doing a Blade reboot. And Marvel was like, "Yeah, sure." So, so it, 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 he came to them. So I'm pretty sure, you know, um, for him to reach out, he must know the core content. And if they let him have any input. I'm pretty sure he's not gonna, you know, let it get entirely butchered, especially like since he reached out to them about it. So I don't think they're gonna allow somebody as talented as him a lackluster role. I yeah, exactly. can't believe that. Exactly, Ex- exactly. Because well, I think he's won two Oscars, right? I know he's got two major awards under his belt. And I think like right after he won his second award, he called up Marvel. Um, and then yeah, I told him like, "Yo, let's let's make a Blade movie." And Marvel's like, "All right, yeah, let's do it." So I have, have high hopes for he that. Got one for Moonlight. I know that. I, I, he got two Academies and a Golden. There Globe. we go. Two Academies and a Golden Globe. So yeah, he's yeah. They're not gonna they're not gonna cast him in in something in something crappy, um, at at all. Also, I mean. If you guys are still trying to figure out who he is, if you saw Alita Battle Angel, he was in that. Like he's he's got a he's he's definitely got a nice uh, acting repertoire. So yeah, I'll be looking forward to that to that Blade movie. For you, for you Hunger Game fans, he was in Hunger Games. Yep. Played Cottonmouth and Luke Cage. He 
his acting career has been all over the place and he's definitely he's definitely a talented actor so it'll be it'll be very interesting to see blade entering millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The MCU and hopefully he gets to continue to reprise his role and maybe even hit the small screen like you know special uh cameo appearances because that would be that would be awesome so i'm all for it i'm all about it that's gonna be dope I'm ready yeah my soul is ready my heart is ready i'm ready for all of it bring it on bring it on but moving on and one little quick uh, tidbit, because I'm a Star Trekkie. So for all my Star Trekkie fans out there, Star Trek Picard, which will be on CBS All Access, has been confirmed to have Jonathan Frakes, Marina Sirtis, Jerry Ryan, and Brett Spiner reprising their roles. If you do not remember, because you were so into the show, you don't remember who their real names were, but just their uh, acting names. Um, that is Commander Riker. Deanna Troy, Seven of Nine, and Data have all been confirmed. If you've seen the trailer, you saw Seven of Nine and Data pop up in the trailer. I know that was like a holy shit wow moment for a lot of Star Trekkies out there. The only thing I have to say about it is if you never saw Star Trek Next Generations, it might be hard to get into Star Trek Picard because it literally is picking up and this is where it comes like talking about how movies affect the show it's pretty much picking up after the end of all good things and how nemesis ended so for my loyal star trek fans you guys know exactly what i'm i'm talking about if you watch the next generation and you saw no star trek, <laughs> yeah bird has no idea this is this moment where he's just like you know what i'm just gonna look off into the moon or something right now so yeah, if you saw Star Trek Nemesis, this is going to be picking up after that. Um, it looks really good. Uh, I'm excited about it because I grew up on the Star Trek Next Generation series. And it's really nice to see another crossover with them bringing a Voyager character into the Picard series. And I definitely can probably foresee some other characters popping up. I know Jonathan Frakes have been slated to be directing some of the episodes. So having him actually come back into it that's gonna be great i'm super excited about that uh and can't wait also speaking on star trek but not exactly star trek but it made me think about it i had to say it before i forgot the orville for those of you guys that have been wondering what's happening with the orville uh seth mcfarland has moved it to hulu he worked out a deal with fox 
uh, because he's the, the Orville's his love child. It's literally his love child. And because of all the special effects and because the show has been maturing and growing, uh, the time constraints that Fox would have had on it wasn't going to allow him to put out the show the way he wanted to put it out. So he worked out a deal with Fox to move it to Hulu. That way he could take a lot, a lot more time to make the show the exact way he wants it. So Fox willingly let it go. It is now on Hulu and season three will be coming out at the end of 2020. I know that feels far, but if you've seen the Orville from season one to season two and you saw the special effects, I mean, it was amazing. I swear it was stuff you would only see on the big screen. He's been doing an amazing job with that show. I am a fan of that show. So I say take all the time you need, Seth. You got an amazing love child happening here. Take that year. Can't wait for season three, but just want to let you guys know where you can find it. Get Hulu. It'll be out the end of 2020. Looking forward to it. All right. Moving on. Now that we've covered all the uh, wonderful Marvel and and all the TV shows, Doth stuff, we're going into... I, I had asked Byrne to get at least five games that he was looking forward to in release. I picked five that I'm looking forward to coming out this year. Uh, and I'm going to explain a little bit of on, on why these five games are on my radar. Uh, one is Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Next one is Borderlands 3. I'm pretty sure so many people are looking forward to that one. My body is ready. <laughs> my body is soul already. Um... Then I've got Star Wars Fallen Order and Pokemon Sword and Shield. And I believe Byrne and I both shared this one, Death Stranding. Now, I know Death Stranding is like... Hideo Kojima is a a mad genius. So if he wants to move his game until like the year 2025, please don't do that, Hideo Kojima. Please don't do that. But if he wanted to do that, I would be all for it because when it releases, it would be a masterpiece. That thing's got like, what, 30 hours of, of like movie in it, I think. It's got a ridiculous amount of like movie time. And it's going to be like the longest movie time in any game he's ever taken or created. But my, I'm like so psyched about it. Listen, um, it's Hideo Kojima sitting in a room for a genius idea he comes up with. We're gonna we're gonna flock to it. That's just how his mind works. If that man said right now I'm releasing Zone Avengers three, mm. I would be like, shut up and take my money. Exactly. Take my money right now. But but unfortunately Konami owns it. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like they've been kicking themselves. They're trying to like keep their head head held high, but you know they're kicking themselves. But that's all. I mean, they stole all that man's work. Yeah. Yeah, but now he's you know he's gonna be making masterpieces and and it's gonna be great. Which reminds me, guys, I know a lot of I'm kicking myself, but this is a little tidbit. I only ask for about twenty five percent if you do this. Uh, <laughs> if you have a PlayStation and you still got PT on there, you are sitting on a gold mine right now. I'm just saying because this that project got axed and will never be released any playstation that has because there's never been a physical copy but if you still have that digital copy you were smart enough for some reason to not delete it because you foresaw the future and you still have pt on your playstation you are sitting on a playstation that's worth some money i would say stop using that as your main playstation pack it up 
in like an airtight box. Get a new PlayStation, put all your, all your games on that one, and then just let that one just rest because that thing is going to continue to be worth money and its value is going to increase so just just keep that in mind guys just just keep that in mind if you were wondering like oh if any of my games are worth some money if you've got pt still in your playstation you are sitting on a gold mine i wish i had known about that i tried to re-download it the day they said the game was canceled but sony was on it and just pulled that thing right down from the store because they already knew they knew like that very day they were like uh-uh nope yank and i was like dang it i deleted it because i beat it and i was like okay i can't wait till the game comes out and i was like no game and i'm like oh and something told me too i was like i'm gonna redownload it because i feel like it's gonna be worth money i was too late I was, i'm still i'm still kicking myself about that <sighs> but we all are yeah i'm i'm, I'm heartbroken but I am definitely looking forward to those games. I got, uh, obviously for Borderlands 3, I mean, Borderlands 2 was a phenomenal game. And it looks like it's so good that Borderlands 3 was kept under wraps because it kept, and this is something that's always ticked me off, it kept the uh, mass amount of expectations off of it. Because nothing brings a game's rating down than fan expectations. And it really sucks because when a game gets announced and it's still in development, the expectations go through the roof to the point of just being unhealthy. It's like you announce a big name game and everyone comes at it with their own expectation to the game. And then most of the people have the same expectation, but it's like, okay, you've got to remember that you know you got these development teams working on it usually when they announce a game they don't even know where it's where it's ended yet they have enough put together to give you a teaser but the script might not even be complete yet and you know everybody's going nuts and they're i want this i want that i want this i want that and all of this stuff and a good example is and it, it really pains me because bioware is in my opinion a really amazing developer but anthem I feel Anthem wouldn't have gotten so tanked if the players weren't comparing it to Destiny of their own volition. And what tanked Anthem... Yeah. And what, what? what Destiny was and wasn't, pretty much. And, and what tanked it really bad, in my opinion, was before Anthem even got released, it was dead on arrival, mainly because they had already said there would be no PvP. And everyone's like, what? No PvP in this era? Well, that's going to be a garbage game. Fun fact. Video games used to not have PvP people. I know. PvP isn't a way of life. It is not a way of life, okay? that does. This is my thing. And this is, this is going to piss off probably a lot of the younger gamers. Not everything is Fortnite. Just going to get that out there now. Not everything is Fortnite. Video games do not need to equate to Fortnite. They do not need to be equated to any PvP game. Like, If I was, I, I want to kind of do a survey. Like, I, I want you guys to give me feedback on, on, on Twitter about this. What was the last game you completed that was single player? When was the last time someone, one of you completed a Call of Duty storyline? Because I've liked some of the storylines in Call of Duty. 
and I look at the trophies as like some of my friends and none of them have the, the easiest trophies to get, which is just do the story. Like they're all oh, a shit. You can look through mine. Like I said, some, some. All. <laughs> You're like one out of like 200 friends I have on PlayStation. So like, do, yeah, between me, you, and maybe like one other person I know, most of them don't do the story. Most don't do the story. And with a game like, uh, a good a good example of a game that gave into the PvP era and it really drove me away was Destiny. Destiny at its core, its original plan was no PvP. And because the PvP community just started going, it caved. Bungie was like, well, I mean, Halo. Okay, but yeah, that's Halo. Let's do something else. Like, let's let's deviate. Let's let what is already out there be out there. That's fine. Not every game needs to have a PvP mode. But Destiny brought it in, and it not only did it affect, you know, they didn't keep it separate from the core game. They made all their balances affect the game as a whole. So what the PvP one players wanted affected the game as a whole, even for the PvE element of it. And that just made the game just so, for the most part, a little bit unbearable for the PvE players only. And why I liked Anthem was because it was like, I didn't have to wait five, seven, five to seven minutes to use my ultimate. Like if I'm going against the environment, I need my ultimate. I want it quick. I want it now. Like if I'm killing things, I want to be able to get my special going. But because, right, right. because of the balance of the PVP in Destiny, they, they like, you know, they had to put that in there. How fast you could use your regular ability, how fast you could use your ultimate ability. I felt restricted because of the pvp requirements plus guns that are only in the pvp i'm like okay you've got these veteran you've got people who literally play destiny and they only play the pvp but they get like the best looking shit or the best gun and i'm like i'm never gonna get that gun because i don't do trials runs i don't do you know ridiculous crucible matches i don't do that stuff i want to enjoy the story i want to enjoy the lore and i still want to be able to get the same amount of stuff right but it was like so focused on that crowd it drove me away so when anthem announced that they weren't doing pvp i was like good we can get that community out of here bye but it hurt them before they launched because then you realize just how much pvp has affected gaming and I also blame esports because all, that's what esports is. It's PvP. So yeah. now the bar has been set for games that you're not a game. You're not a game unless you have PvP. And unless you're like a well-established RPG game, like you'll never ask. You'll, no one will dare say Final Fantasy introduced PvP or The Witcher introduced PvP. Or, you know, well, Elder Scrolls Online brought it in, but you don't have to do it. But everyone can, you can live your life without it. And most people do. So for the most part, it's like, no one's going to force PvP. And those games can survive with it. But new games now, it's harder for them. It's like, unless you're an established brand already, if you come in, you don't at, have PvP at launch or introduce PvP. It's like, 
you know, the new generation gamers are just like, eh, Fortnite? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I mean, you had Spider-Man, you had God of War. Both of those were... Those were phenomenal, but look at what... But, but like I said, established. God of War has been around for how long? Since the PlayStation 2 era. So most of that audience is us. Finishing... Spider-Man was But Spider-Man games are old as well. And a lot of the players that played the Marvel Spider-Man remember, what was the GameCube one? Ultimate Spider-Man or Spider-Man 2, which I never played Spider-Man 2, but apparently like people raved about it. Also, oh, Spider-Man 2 was the shit. Yeah, see? And what era is that? That's our era. When I used to smoke weed, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's, that's our era. And a lot of the people that picked up Marvel Spider-Man we played those games. You played Spider-Man 2 and Ultimate Spider-Man. I played Ultimate Spider-Man. So seeing that be reborn and and shown love brought us back to it. We are the yeah. single player game generation. We can happily sit down and play a single player game and be content. True. So when a game like that comes out, you have to look at the history. But if a new RPG came out, for example, there's a lot of people that can pick up and play the Fire Emblem because how long has Fire Emblem came out? So when Three Heroes drops, yeah, people are going to play it because we grew up on that. So we're the ones keeping the single player generation of games alive. But when we fade out and we can't play games anymore, who's going to be left? Listen, all I know is there's an RPG coming out in the near future that my soul has been ready for. Sauna 5 Royal. Uh, fun fact, I have only played one of those. <laughs> Still hurt my feelings about that. <laughs> so, please, guys, I won't say which one. I'm just going to say I've only played one, Um, and we're going to leave it at that. <laughs> Burn, you you've got this one. I had Star Trek, you got you got this one. This is all you, buddy. I'm just gonna look at the moon and stare at this stuff over here. <laughs> so with Persona 5 Royal, it's an update to Persona 5 in Japan next year. What it entails though, new characters, elements to the story mode. They said they have announced it will be released in North America with for twenty. Oh, because what I said, do we have a date for that? North America for 2020, it will be released October of this year in Japan. Okay, so yeah, usually usually about a couple of months to a year. Yeah, that sounds about right. Gotta allow for that translation time. Oh yeah. And Persona 5, for those that haven't played it, reviews. Just like Persona 4. If you're a Persona fan, Persona Games, they'll release the initial version and then have a massive updated version. So Persona 5 came out in 2017. They are now releasing a new one in 2019 with the updated system themselves, new added elements to the story and with high replayability. I will definitely be uh, uh, um, trying to catch up on my my Persona. Uh, sorry guys, like I said, I... <laughs> I'll be working on it. I got a lot to catch. It. Pretty much, if I you know catch up now, it'll lead me all the way to when the game comes out. So then I can just roll into it. Maybe it was meant to be that way. I don't know. Anyway, what's the other game on your list, Burn? Don't be judging my life choices. Oh, you already named Borderlands, which everybody, oh, I... everybody's soul is ready. 
second that it was announced that it was coming out, I went and pre-ordered it on Best Buy. You have Wolfenstein Youngblood. Yes. Yes. And it is not a sequel. It is a actual sequel. In name only, it's not going to be Wolfenstein 3. There's not much connection with the story other than the fact if you played Wolfenstein 2, the children that are the main characters of this storyline, they said, this is not a direct sequel. I think Wolfenstein's always been famous for kind of hopping around too. So I think a lot of people survived, survived, were surprised when Wolfenstein uh, 2, you know, came out and it was like, wait, a sequel? Didn't see that coming. Like actual sequel, yeah. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Yeah, so that, oh, so, yeah, that's gonna be one that I'll probably like pick up on the on the side for sure. Modern Warfare, I'm actually looking forward to a little bit. It's it's a boredom habit for me. Oh yeah, but what Modern Warfare was a good game, and as long as they just in from the trailer, it looks like they're keeping it for the most part the same and that's what i'm saying if you got it if it ain't broke don't fix it you got a good formula don't fuck it up just leave it alone and right. it looks like they're doing that um but at the same time it makes me wonder if they're running out of ideas because they just remastered the modern warfare and now they're doing a new modern warfare so it was kind of like, well, why did you give us the remaster? And I'm pretty sure going, oh, to get you guys ready for the Modern Warfare. No, I think we would have been fine. I'm pretty sure. So the new fine. Modern Warfare, though, what they're saying is this new one will be than what we experienced with the original Modern Warfare. They said that the level no rushing, like child's play, compared to the new Modern Warfare game. I can get behind that. I, and I, now, here's the thing: Are they going to be trying to go for controversial again? Like, yes, because holy crap! Yes, that was they've already said controversy. Controversy are going to be a thing. Well, parents, this is the time to start paying attention to what you buy your kids and that's like a quick tidbit note i know i brought this up in my podcast from last week but i can't stress enough parents utilize that esrb system for the love of everything holy it serves a purpose i cannot tell you how frustrating it is to be online playing a game and clearly your 12 11 year old son is on there just and I'm like, why are you on this game that is rated for 17 and up? Second, if you just have a squeaky voice and you just, and you're, I'm sorry guys, if your balls just haven't dropped, you probably should go to the doctor and get that check because as far as I'm concerned, you're 12 years old. Puberty might've hit you a little late. You might hey, want to get that check. <laughs> you might want to get that check. Just Some people don't grow that fast, man. Look, Can't if, judge me. If I if you sound like you belong on a Disney musical, you do not belong online in that game. Period. That is just my view on it. That's all. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say on that. Hey, I feel. Do you? Look, That's how you feel. That's how you feel. I'm not your daddy. <laughs> I'm not your daddy. 
I just said it's just so frustrating. I, I I I literally just go in and I just mute everybody. And you know what? I'm not just gonna blame all the kids with all the people that have loud music too. They have loud music, or as soon as you come into the room, they're like it sounds like they're beatboxing into their mic because their mic is literally in their mouth. Yeah. And like they don't have like a party chat, and then it's really because they're like talking to their friend, and they're like, "Yeah, man, I was, I was, and then I said, wow, munching and shit." Exactly. I'm like, really, dude? You just couldn't, you know, turn the music down or, you know, make a party? Like, that's that's terrible. That's that's okay. And then they wonder why there's so many people that just don't use their mics. All the people that probably should use mics are the very ones like us that make their private parties or just don't use their mic. <laughs> and yeah, I'm a sucker for a private party. Yeah. And the very people that don't need mics have mics. So, you know, like if you if you do get these games for your kids because you're like, oh, it's just a video game, which is true. It's just a video game. <clears throat> take the mic away or I don't know. Teach them how to make a party. Ah, it's just something. Just keep them out of the lobby. It's good for them. It's good for us. Everybody's happy. Everyone wins. Everybody wins. Until you lose. Looking at you, Apex. <sighs> Although we did have that one good match. We did have that one good match. First, first no match. match. <laughs> first match and win. It usually takes us like 8 to 10. And at least to play second, but to to come in and first match win that was just straight beautiful. That was just moi, loved it, loved it. But we are at the end of the podcast. This is this is the sad part. <clears throat> we did cover quite a bit. We we covered a, a lot of stuff for Marvel. Uh, guys, go on Google. You can pretty much just just look this stuff up. Getting to know, like you got a few months before the Disney stream service kicks in. So eat up those Netflix episodes while you still can. That in the office. <laughs> eat them up. Binge watch them. That in the office. Yeah. Binge watch them. Get them in your system before they're gone. Because once they're gone, that is it. You're going to have to pay for another streaming service to watch this stuff. Uh, so absorb it now. But before we go, I want to give a quick stream tip of the week uh definitely aimed at new streamers uh in summary i come i go into a lot of streams and a lot of new streamers they they suffer i guess from the you know when they've got small viewers a lot of people get in that mindset that once they hit like a certain number of viewers they'll start doing stuff remember when you hit live it's about your viewers talk to them even if it's just one do not ignore your chat. Do not ignore your viewers. Because a lot of people, you don't know who's coming into your channel. Um, and I see some people that they have these communities and their whole purpose of their community is to bring support to your channel. So if they come in and they say, hi, you don't know who that person might be. I've seen it happen. I've been part of these communities that go in and fill these people's channel. Prime example, just last night, uh, there's a streamer, Dawn C., this guy had two viewers, two, but he was doing his thing and he was talking, talking. She came into the discord. She was like, he's got two viewers. We need to change this. And within like not even 10 minutes, he went from two to 33 viewers and was gaining followers like crazy because he was doing his thing. 
he had two viewers, but he was talking to him. He was communicating. He was playing his game. He was doing everything. So don't di discourage by your numbers. If you have to, pop out your chat and hide the stream so you don't see the numbers. And just talk. Just do you. I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, it's like crazy if you're talking to yourself. That's fine. Say your thought process out loud. Why are you doing what you're doing? What's your next plan? I do it all the time, bro. You know, when I play Resident Evil, I explain my thought process. <laughs> you do. I explain my thought process in detail and then I execute it because when people come in, they're like, what's he doing? And I'm already explaining it. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they can watch me, you know, either succeed or fail or, you know, say something in there. But they also know that it's about them. I'm interacting with them at the same time that I'm playing the game. I know people go and they see streamers like Tfue, Ninja, Dr. Disrespect, um, where they're just kind of like in general, and at least Dr. Disrespect, I must give him credit. He will, you know, say things to what's happening in the chat. Uh, but with streamers like Ninja that are already established, they don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> they're a pro athlete. They're a pro athlete. They don't have to talk to anybody. They're just putting their skills on display. The skills are their conversation. So you can't base how you're going to be off of how they are. Like, don't do that to yourself. Be you. Be you. If you're an amazing gamer, then at some point your skills will speak for you. But until you hit that point, it's about your viewers. You want them to come in. You want them to stay. You want them to tell their friends. You want them to tweet about you. So make it about your viewers when you're first starting out. You already know your game. So get to know your viewers. And that is how you will grow. And don't get discouraged by the numbers. The numbers will go up, the numbers will go down. Think of it like this. This is how I think about it. When the number goes down, it probably was a troll and they couldn't figure out a way to troll you. So they left. Think of it like that. And, I, and then just go from there that's my tidbit for this week uh guys i'm actually going to be doing in my live streams now some q a's and offering tips and and tricks for you guys there's a lot of stuff that you can do for streams so make sure you check me out at twitch.tv forward slash atachi266 and so if you just want to talk to me hit me up on twitter at atachi2661 um you can find the links to the discord on both of those platforms also, if you feel like supporting this podcast and helping me and Burn so we can constantly bring this to you every week because I love doing this and I'm pretty sure Burn loves that I drag him into this because that's what happens. I literally hey, it's not really dragging. It's He's digitally dragged. <laughs> He's digitally Listen. dragged every week. <laughs> Listen, we've had this long-ass friendship. You're not on mind. Yeah, yeah. We've been... We've we've and been long standing almost de oh, well about, over about a decade now. It's been yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Near a decade. Yeah, yes, yeah. No, we're not gonna tell you how old we are, you can figure that out. <laughs> but if you feel like supporting the podcast, you can do it either via from the anchor app or join the Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash itachi two six six. That's Patreon P A T E R. Oh, yeah, I know it's spelled super duper weird. So a lot of people are probably typing it like, you know, the P-A-T, no E. Um, but that's how you can find us at patreon.com forward slash Itachi266. And I wish you guys a great week. Well, rest of the week leading into the weekend. 
I hopefully will see you guys in the live stream and we will catch you guys later. Bye everybody. A good night. What's up, everyone? Itachi266 here. Did you enjoy that podcast? If so, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Itachi2661 and Instagram at Itachi266TTV. Also, think about becoming a patron and help support the channel at patreon.com slash Itachi266. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's up, everyone? Project Itachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or Acast for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store, thegzshop.com. You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.